Pitt football reveals their 2023 schedule. Let's talk a little bit about it, what we can take away from it, and just the early takeaways about the 2023 football team. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pit. You are Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairbaugh. Today's episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Like every moment more, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And folks, a lot to talk about in the grand scheme of things when we actually look at this group. Um... You look at what Pitt brings to the table in their 2023 team, and it's a diverse group of guys really coming together and trying to create this kind of new-look team. You know, most of that 2021 ACC championship team is gone. There's still some pieces left over, of course, um, from that, but you're not going to see that many guys there anymore. So – you know, coming in. Um, you have this new Whippeal wave coming in. So it, it's a new feel to what we're going to see over the next few years here in Pittsburgh. But let's let's go through the schedule a little bit because we, we got the schedule reveal. As we always do with a little fun schedule reveal, one of my favorites of this um, is the particular trolling that Pitt Football Account decided to do of West Virginia by putting in um, 139 for 13 and nine, saying that they'd never won a national championship. I love some good rivalry ribbing. Um, I hope West Virginia responds in some way, um, because that's what makes rivalries, man, so fun. Um, and, and I think awesome in a lot of ways too. Um, but but let's look at Pitt's schedule because it ended up being very very interesting. So you get Wofford first. Makes sense. That's a Sean Watson bowl. Um, Pitt gets a tune-up game to start their year. They should do this more often. In recent years, at times, it has felt like Pitt's jump right into a gauntlet. But really, that's the only real easy game, just looking from a macro view, that you can point out. After it, it is a gauntlet. I mean, this is a tough schedule. This is a really tough schedule. Because then you have Cincinnati at home in the River City rivalry. And then you have West Virginia on the road. Um, those are not going to be easy games. Both those are rivalry games with former Big East teams. And so you get one tune-up game and you better be on. And that's what Pitt did for the most part last year um, when you went right into Tennessee. Um, but then you had kind of the buffer break. But there's no MAC team after that. They're all Power 5 opponents. Um, so this is going to be tough for Pitt. Um, but you, you look at North Carolina after that. First conference game being UNC, that's a new one. Um, but Drake May and UNC is a tough draw right after you go through Cincinnati and West Virginia. Um, that will not be easy, even if it's at home. 
So you look at those first four weeks and you say, the, the, like, these are tough games that Pitt's going to have to win. And it's not just going to be a team that can figure their, their warts out early. I think that's part of what people will complain about when they see some of Pitt's scheduling is that Pitt's not going to schedule cupcakes and they're not going to schedule Wofford and, and Kent State and some other team that isn't very good. They scheduled themselves very, very harshly. And as a result, and this is going to continue for a few years, as a result, they have to be on their game right away. Um, so it's not going to have a ton of time to kind of mesh together. And that can be a little bit concerning, given the fact that I feel like we have seen that story before in college football. Not necessarily a pit. I don't think the Keaton Slovis issues were really meshing together as much as they were you know, him getting hurt and then not playing as well. Um, so I don't think we saw that this year with Keaton Slovis, but I do think we saw that with a number of other teams. And so it, it's kind of it, – it's a worrying sign in that regard. Can Dracovic get meshed with Mumfield and Means and Reynolds and other guys early enough right away? Um, I think that's going to be a key to this season right away is just how quickly those guys kind of take to each other. Um, because those first four games are hard. And then right after that, you have at Virginia Tech. Um, that's probably their easiest game outside of Wofford in that first five. You can argue West Virginia too, but West Virginia kind of retooled their roster. I think they're more of a question mark. Um, and, and I think we kind of have to wait and see what West Virginia ends up being this year. You know, Neil Brown fighting for his proverbial job um, in, in a lot of ways. But you, you got a good Cincinnati team. You got a, a pretty good North Carolina team. And Blacksburg is always always a tough environment to go into. Um, They shouldn't be that great next year, but Brent Price starting to get his defense together. He's starting to recruit guys. Um, so they might have some younger freshmen jumping in there. But it, it's not – I don't think you should be expecting this game to be the most challenging out of it. Even because it's an ACC schedule, so you're going to have challenging games. But Pitt should actually feel pretty good about that one going into a bye week, I feel like. Um, so I wouldn't hate that. And then out of the bye week, you have Louisville. Um, so those two games to me are going to be two of their easier games. Louisville's a talented team that's growing together, but Jeff Brom's going to have to come in and build a little bit more. They're losing a lot of guys. You know, Malik Cunningham is going to be gone. Um, they're, they're losing guys on the defensive side of the ball, like Monty Montgomery and Kai Trail Clark. They're losing Yaya Diaby. They're using they're losing Yasir Abdullah. They're losing just a lot. Um, so, Louisville has the potential to be one of their easier games. We'll see. Um, but Jeff Brown is a good coach. So, so we'll see. But, but that first part of that schedule going to tell us a lot about this team because they're going to have to – get going right away, and they can't fall into a hole. But it's fun to have all those interconnections, right? Those are some really fun historical games that you have. And then you have UNC, who Pitt's developed a nice little rivalry with in the ACC um, during their time. So that should be a fun five weeks um, just to kind of see what happens. I want to break down more of the schedule. But first, folks, I want to let you know about FanDuel Sportsbook because, folks, 
there is only one thing you need for a Super Bowl party, and that is FanDuel, because number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new betting partner for Locked On because of the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Folks, download FanDuel so you can bet the Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win on your first bet. You can bet on anything. You can bet on money line, props, over-unders, so much more. Who will score a touchdown? There's so much to bet on FanDuel. So, folks, so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet on the Super Bowl. 57. That's Fandle.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fandle, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody. Let's keep talking. Let, let's let's get through this because this schedule gets progressively more interesting, I think, as it goes on. Because you got Virginia Tech, then you got Louisville coming out. So, so you're kind of okay, you you walk through the big east. Right, that's kind of what it feels like. And then you just kind of threw UNC in there, but it works because that's kind of been Pitt's new age rivalry, if you want to say it. Um, but but look at some of these games after that. Wake Forest, no Sam Hartman, but it's at Wake. The first time Pitt goes to Wake since they won the ACC championship game. I think this one could be fun. Um, it's definitely got a, an interesting environment around it. But right after that, at Notre Dame, yeah, that one's going to be very, very interesting. And then Florida State comes to town. So those those two games right there are the t- toughest stretch of the schedule for my book. Um, you go to Notre Dame and wel- welcome Florida State, Jordan Travis, and some of these other guys. You welcome them to high, uh, you welcome Florida State to Akersher. Um, that, that's a tough stretch, man. Notre Dame, Pitts, you know, that's a, that's another historical rivalry. And it feels like in that rivalry, Pitts do for a big win. And that's a Phil Jerkovich revenge game. And there's so much riding on that game. And we don't know where these teams will be at. But that is the potential to be a pretty big game. And then you got Florida State, you know. Pitt, that's a tough matchup. That might be the best team in the ACC, depending on how Clemson goes this year. Um, we'll see. But they have a chance to be. And that's going to be a really, really tough matchup for any team. Pitt does get them on the road. They don't have to go to Tallahassee. So they luck out in that area. Um, I, I would say that. But this is not going to be an easy game for them. And, and then this stretch is just kind of brutal. Um, right after going to Wake. Um, and, and and playing Louisville at home. Uh, and then I think another kind of sneakily brutal stretch for Pitt is this Syri- – they, they bring Syracuse, obviously, in New York. I think that's really cool for the 100th anniversary of this game. Um, just get to play in Yankee Stadium. I'm not always keen on playing in baseball stadiums, um, football game-wise. Uh, it gets sloppy. And the appeal isn't great, but for one-off occasions, I'm cool with it. You know, I, I think this one, I think everyone should be okay with it. Uh, Yankee Stadium is fine. Um, I think it should be a fun little 
little matchup here for these teams to to do it. And hey, it doesn't take away a pit for home game. I think that's also kind of cool, right? Pitt doesn't lose a home game on their schedule next year. Instead, it'll be Syracuse losing it. I don't think anyone will complain about that. I'll say that certainly I won't complain about that. Um, Pitt getting to keep their home game last year while Syracuse loses one at the Carrier Dome um, against Pitt. I don't think anyone should complain about that. Um, that. But then you look at Boston College on Thursday right after that. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you go to the Bronx and then you come back and play on Thursday against Boston College. That's going to be another emotionally charged one um, just because you got Frank Signetti's connections there and you got Phil Djokovic's connection there. Uh, so that'll be a that'll be a personal connection game too, and then Duke uh, at Duke. That's not an easy way to end the schedule. Either. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, Duke's a good, well coached team. Mike Elko's building something down there. So a lot of these games, man, it's just going to be uh, it's just going to be a tough one. Um, the schedule as a whole, they definitely scheduled themselves a hard non conference schedule, which which I think is very very interesting. Um, that they continue to do that, right? And this is not just going to be this year, though. That'll be next year. Um, they put Wisconsin on the schedule in future years. Pitt's kind of loaded up their non-conference schedule. And so we should expect to continue to see that. But you look at the schedule, and there's a lot of good games on this um, that you could see potentially being primetime games, that Notre Dame game, that Florida State game. At Syracuse, should get some special accommodations. Um, Cincinnati and West Virginia and North Carolina. I mean, like, there's a, a good bit of, in my opinion, Pitt has the chance to get some primetime chances in, in terms of the schedule. Um, so we'll see where Pitt ends up kind of going with this. Um, it's going to be a tough schedule. It's going to be a team in transition. They're not going to necessarily be right out of the gate predicted to go as much as they did the last two years. They're not going to be predicted to go 10-2. and two. They're going to probably be predicted to go 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five a lot. Can They can do better than that. I think there's going to be enough talent on this team to do that. But I also think that this schedule is places is decently brutal and Pitt is scheduled very, very brutally as a result. Um, and, and that is where I really come down on it, is that Pitt's going to have opportunities to get real resume builders on their schedule, um, and they're going to have a chance to prove that they're a good team right out of the gate. Uh, and it's not going to be easy with all these transfers and all the new guys coming in and a new style that they're going to try and figure out. Um, I think it's going to be really, really, really interesting. So, you know, you, you kind of put Pitt in a very, very interesting box in the ACC where they have a lot of intriguing games. They have a lot of opportunities when you look at the rest of the schedule to be on a, on a primetime slot. Uh, I think that. If they win with with interest, should be good for them. It's always good to get your expo your brand exposure up. I think that's what this schedule can do for Pitt as long as they kind of hold up their end of the bargain and end up having a pretty competitive, solid team, um, which I think is always good. Um, I think that can really help. I like going to Duke on Thanksgiving weekend. I think that's a nice little match for Pitt. 
Um, that game last year was fun. Um, and, and you look at it, that game has the potential to really be quite a brutal one, um, to be quite honest with you. I think Duke's going to be more talented this year, and they were already really well-coached last year. Um, but Notre Dame and FSU back-to-back, -back, that is a really, 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 really brutal part of that schedule. But they got to probably split those games, I feel like. Um, and so it's not going to be easy for Pitt. It's not going to be easy for Pitt. Um, but they have a really, really fun schedule. That's going to give them an opportunity to increase their brand exposure. And I think that's a very positive, very big positive for Pitt. Um, I also don't think the end of the schedule is all that bad. Um, you know, we, we talked about them turning it back on Thursday night against a Boston College team. But also, Syracuse, Boston College, Duke, it's not a terrible part of the schedule. Duke's going to be a tough game, but I think Pitt should be favored in both the Syracuse and Boston College games. And Duke... They can win that one. Um, again, I talked about a tough – will be a tough matchup, but that's not the hardest end of the schedule. So they get through the meat of it, and then after that Florida State game, it does ease up. Um, so I do like that fact. And I like the fact that when you look at it, this pit team should very much – be kind of a well-oiled machine by that point. They've had enough tests. They had it all. So we'll see kind of where it comes out to for this team. But with the new ACC scheduling model, I think Pitt kind of won out with their preferred opponents as well. And, and so, I mean, it's not hard to see them if they have things clicking right and they're playing well at the beginning of the year to go 9-3. That could be very possible. Um, and, and so, you know, the, the structure of the scheduling, it, it, if they can go, you know, before the, the bye week, we talked about Cincinnati, West Virginia, UNC, VT. That's going to be a big part of their schedule too. Um, if they can go 4-1, and one, I think that will help them. Uh, that UNC game is going to be a very, very tough game um, for me. You know, often emotionally charged game against West Virginia in West Virginia. You turn around, you have to face Drake May, even if it's at home. That's going to be tough. Even if those if three of the first four are at home, um, it's going to be really hard for Pitt to win all those games. You just you just kind of feel like it. Um, and so for me, Pitt really has to start out the season strong because that middle portion also isn't easy. Because Louisville, Louisville, um, Wake – at Notre Dame, Florida State, if you want to break it up into chunks, if you will, that's a, that's a tough, 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 tough part of that schedule, too. I would argue the hardest part of this schedule. So Pitt's going to have to start out strong, and they're going to have to really come together quickly. I think that is one thing that you can take away from the schedule. You kind of knew it was going to be a thing, but the way it has been structured also makes that true. Cincinnati, West Virginia back-to-back -back is not an easy kickoff. And Pitt cannot sleepwalk through that. And so we're going to find out a lot about this team by the end of their first month. We'll find out if they have potential. They could be 2-2, two and two, but be showing signs of potential, and that could be okay. Um, there's a lot of things that can go into this team.
that we can figure out about this team. And, and, you, and you knew the opponents and you knew a lot of things. And you kind of have some cool little options here this year with the Syracuse and Pitt being played Yankee Stadium and all of this stuff. Um, it, it's, it gives them a lot of exposure. You know, West Virginia could be nationally televised. Cincinnati could be televised. Um, Notre Dame could be absolutely – Florida State could be. There's just a lot of, of more potential for high-exposure games um, in this schedule, and I do like that. And if Pitt's good, they're going to get more brand exposure, and that matters in college football nowadays. So Pitt needs to continue to try and get that brand exposure in any way they can. And so the structure of the schedule has definitely given Pitt some interesting options and some interesting kind of – thirds or fourths, if you will, into all their schedule, but it should be a pretty good one. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for watching the Locked On Pit Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking a little bit more about Pit men's basketball. I'm down here in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. I'll talk to Servassier Dennis at some point this week. When I do, I will show you guys that as well as he prepares for the NFL draft. Folks, as always, thank you for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.